When the game is over, the fun begins. Interviews, highlights, analysis, and your opinion. This is Overtime Open Line. Brought to you by the Canadian Brewhouse. Now, from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. High slot, Weidman's back, but McDavid will outrace him to the net. Oh, checked by Brian Elliott, and they're going to call a penalty and a penalty shot wow. for Connor McDavid. And I think at first glance, Bob, a bit of a break for Edmonton there, that but is, it's going to be Connor McDavid on the penalty shot. That is a tough call. A lot of speed as he comes in over the blue line, between circles, puts the brakes on, dangles, shoots and scores. Connor McDavid, his second of the night on a penalty shot, extends Edmonton's lead to 5-3. It's the lid lifter at Rogers Place, and that was the moment that blew the roof off. Connor McDavid penalty shot goal turns out to be the game winner and the Edmonton Oilers are 1-0 on the new season, knocking off the Calgary Flames 7-4. McDavid finishes with two goals and an assist. Thanks for tuning in tonight. It is 11:44 along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. It is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Center. You can reach us by calling 780-496-0063. You can also text 630-630. Rob, the game was slowly turning in Calgary's favor. They were out shooting the Oilers quite badly in the second period. They scored two shorthanded goals in just over two minutes, which we'll talk about. And then Big David put his stamp on it. Well, big players come at big in, in in big situations, and McDavid did that. You know, Calgary had it rolled, and they they badly outplayed the Oilers in the second period. They get the two shorthanded goals, and. You give up one shorthanded goal, it's deflating for a team. You give up two, uh, most teams can't recover. But they got on the back of Connor McDavid and had a wonderful second period when the rest of the team around him didn't. Scores the the one goal on a, uh, on a smart read off a missed shot going behind the net. And then the second one, he gets uh, hooked on a breakaway for the penalty shot. And that just more or less turned the momentum going back the other way. And the Calgary couldn't recoup from that. So Connor McDavid became captain this year. And he has to lead this team. Tonight you saw how well he can lead a hockey team. I can also tell you that Brandon Davidson left this game in the second period. He got taken down in a scrum by Matthew Kachuk. He only plays 7 minutes and 49 seconds. He did not return. We'll see if we get a further update on him. Uh, we'll have a Coach McClellan post-game reaction as soon as possible. We'll go to the phone lines, and we have Alex on line one. Hey, Alex, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Thanks for having me on. Nice to see the game. Um... Well, I guess my first reaction after all this is just sloppy, lazy, undisciplined. You know, when they're up 3-1 and then uh, to get two power, uh, shorthanded goals scored on them, I mean, you know, their power play doesn't look very good. Jeez, uh, I don't know. You know, I see it, when they're always talking about changing the culture on this hockey team. I've heard it for a number of years. We're going to change the culture. And I think, you know, last year, the year before, you see it, you know, how lazy these guys can be on sloppy and not taking attention to detail, undisciplined. I saw it all tonight. I mean, if it wasn't for Connor McDavid and the bad goaltender from Elliott, they lose this game. You know, going forward, I mean, they got to get the power play going. I know it's only one game, but uh, and I just want to make a comment. Is it just me, or is Nurse not as good as he was last year? I mean, I don't know what's going on with him. He doesn't look like he's even in the game. Anyway, I um, 
I'd like to hear your comments on that, and uh, thanks for having me on. Thanks, Alex. Well, I'm not worried about the power play at all. The power play was not good tonight. Uh, a couple of the plays, uh, Milan Lucic made, uh, bobbled the puck twice and, and turned the puck over and re- resulted in two shorthanded goals. That's not going to happen every night. You have a power play that's going to be run by Connor McDavid. You're having a dry settle in Everly and a Lucic. Uh, that's going to have success. So one game, I'm not worried at all about their power play. I think changing the culture, was it sloppy? Yes. The Calgary Flames were sloppy. The Oilers were sloppy. But the difference between this year and last year is the Oilers would have lost this game last year. This, they would not have recouped. There's positives. The, the the third and fourth line players played excellent. Maroon was fantastic tonight. Cassian, Pitlick. Uh, those are huge positives for the Oilers because uh, tonight the, the, the Oilers' second line was very quiet in Nugent Hopkins, but they found secondary scoring that was able to help the first line out so was it a perfect game no but to me it was a very entertaining game and the Oilers did enough good things I mean led by Connor McDavid but did enough good things that I I, personally I feel positive coming out of this game as an Edmonton Oilers fan this is the entertaining style there's going to be mistakes always going to be mistakes but they have players this year that are able to overcome the mistakes they make. Oilers win 7-4 over the Calgary Flames. My goodness. It's already on, buddy. First game of the year. We weren't even done the second period yet. And we turned on the Japanese Village goal light whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game. You can go to 630ched.com slash Oilers and print up a coupon for a free appetizer. You know, figures, I have just finally, finally got our parking passes. The first four exhibition games, I was parking at Japanese Village. I could have just gone really? right after the game. I was going oh. right after the game with my little coupon and had a free appetizer. Japanese Village, three locations downtown, south side and north side. Of course, the downtown one, yeah, about three blocks away on 104th Street. So uh, there you go. 7-4, the Oilers win it over the Flames. We will have post-game reaction. ASAP from the Oilers locker room. That'll be courtesy of GCL Diesel, serving oil country for 45 years with genuine parts at wholesale prices. We'll go back to the phones. We have our old buddy Rocket on the line. Rocket, go ahead, man. Rob Reed, how you doing, guys? Doing great. What a wonderful hockey game. If this is any indication of what the Battle of Alberta is going to be like, I absolutely love it, love it, love it. This was, uh, this was, uh, you know, it was, if, if, if it wasn't for the two shorthanded goals, this would have been a blowout, hands down. Uh, they were, they, you know, it was two, two, uh, two sloppy plays on a power play, and and I, you know, you, you need to get the power play going. You can't make those mistakes, and and I'm sure moving forward that they they won't. They'll they'll be better. But uh, overall, uh, I thought it was uh, I thought it was a great game, and and uh, like uh, you said, Rob, the the fourth line contributing, you're going to need that all year, and it was nice to see that uh, see that uh, come in the first uh, first game of the, the year, and uh, and the most amazing thing I, I think I saw the whole night was uh, the look on uh, Gretz's face is when uh, Connor McDavid uh, scored the breakaway goals, because as you know that. Wasn't actually Gretzky's one of his one of his best things was breakaways. You know he wasn't wasn't the best at that, but uh, the uh, the looking looking on his face over that was pretty impressive. I thought. Well, I, I know that all players, whether they are the greatest that ever played or some guy that plays beer league, is always uh, in awe of watching 
superstars play. And Connor McDavid tonight played like a superstar. So whether it was Joe Blow in row 10 or the great one sitting in his suite, they were awed by what Connor McDavid did tonight. Yeah, I agree 100%. Rocket, good to hear from you. By the way, Joe Blow was in row 11, Rob. You know, I, I wasn't sure. Yeah, I know you so far up from here, where, yeah. he, where, right. where he was. 7-4, uh, <laughs> the Oilers win tonight. So McDavid is the first star with three points. Russell named the second star with a couple of assists. The stars tonight picked by Sportsnet. Backland from Calgary is the third star. Rob and I will hand out the fourth star of the game, courtesy of Missioner Allen Auctioneering. Check out maauctions.com for industrial and automotive sale dates. We can each pick a guy, I think. Okay. Tonight, the Oilers score seven. Yeah, to, to me, there's I mean, there's a number of guys tonight. Could have been a star, but I thought Matt Cassian had an excellent game for the Edmonton Oilers tonight. You know, he chipped in with a, a, a wonderful goal on a breakaway, uh, but was physical. He penalty killed. He played the way the Oilers need him to play on a consistent basis, and if he does that, then the Oilers' third and fourth lines are going to be much stronger, and that's what they need. So to me, Matt Cassian was the fourth star. Uh, and I'm going to go with Tyler Pitlick. We, we touched on him earlier in the night. He's been trying to stick around for a while. He's had some bad luck with injuries, and it's not all bad luck. He has had some periods where he simply hasn't grabbed his opportunities and played well enough. Clear-cut scoring opportunities in the NHL sometimes can be few and far between. There were probably more in this game than you're going to find in the average game this year. He had a odd man rush, I mean, mm-hmm. kind of a three-on-one, basically, and... He decided to take the shot, and he put it home. You, could, you can talk about whether Elliott should have had it or not, but he took advantage of that opportunity. Uh, Pitlick didn't play a ton, just under 10 minutes, but I thought he did his job when he was out there, so uh, good for Pitlick. I'll go with him. No, he, he had another. He had a strong game, and he just carried on from his preseason. He had a very good preseason, deserves to be in the starting lineup tonight, and was, and, and he contributed. Guys like a Pitlick or, or, or Slepeshev, when they get their opportunity, they got to take full advantage of it. And right now, injuries have allowed certain players to be in the lineup tonight. And Pidlick, for one, had a good showing. And he, he's starting to earn the trust of the coaching staff. And that is huge for a young player trying to make his way in the National Hockey League, earning the trust of a coach. Oilers win at 7-4 over the Calgary Flames. Uh, Calgary does wind up out shooting Edmonton 41-28, largely on the strength of having 20 shots in the second period alone. I even made a note of it. At one point, the Flames had nine shots in the first four and a half minutes of the second period. So they, they came out a little embarrassed being down 3-1 and, and fought their way back in it before the Oilers seized control back. 780-496-0063. Steve is our next caller. Steve, good evening. Go ahead, buddy. Reed, Rob. We haven't scored seven goals in nine years. This was an absolutely fantastic team win. I don't know anybody who could call into your show and and be negative. Are you kidding me? We had two shorthanded, and we still won the game. I can't believe it. I'm in shock. This was one of the best hockey games I've ever seen Edmonton play, and I don't know what else to say. It was entertaining. There was a fight, which was beautiful. It was beautiful. I, so, I I agree. I, I to me it was a fun night. It was it was it just was. There, there there's been nights over the last couple of years where you leave not satisfied, 
at what yeah. you saw. I think tonight everybody left here satisfied that they, they got entertained because it was a fun game. Uh, it was, I mean, the Calgary Flames are a skilled team. They got some very good, young, talented players and at times shown that. But to, to me, the Oilers, if that's the type of game you're going to see all year long, I mean, the wins and losses are one thing. The entertainment value is going to be huge. There's going to be yeah. things that they have to fix. There's going to be things they have to clean up. But the resiliency, the the, the, the third and fourth liners coming through with big goals, the play of some of the new defensemen, a Larson and a Russell. So there were so many things that were fun to watch tonight that, to me, I, I'm leaving this ring thinking, you know what, I saw a pretty darn good hockey game, and I'm glad I was here for it. Yeah, I've got one more point I want to bring up to everybody. Uh, this team tonight that was the opponent was a was a playoff team, and we kicked their butts. Beautiful. Steve, Thanks very much, guys. Right, right on, Steve. Glad you enjoyed it. it. It was an entertaining game. I mean, the Oilers scored on their first two shots as the home team in their new building. They scored on three of their first five. You guys touched on the fight. It had a penalty shot. Even though there were the visitors, it had the extremely rare sequence of two goals in two minutes and 25 seconds. It had. We haven't even talked about Jesse Pugliarve scoring his first goal in the NHL in his first game, and then it had Jordan Everly scoring from about 130 feet to hit the empty net to ice it. So it was one of those games where you weren't sure what was going to happen next, and it had some goals, and it had some physical confrontations. And, uh, I mean, uh, people are kind of texting in being hard on Alex, the the, the first caller. I, I, I would always sooner, you have to be careful with critiquing victory, and there are always things that go wrong. There's never a perfect game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, just I mean, the Edmonton Eskimos lost two fumbles in the first quarter against Montreal on Monday and one by 20. So <laughs> I mean, well, what are you, you going to do, right? The, the thing that, that I like about tonight's game is uh, there were mistakes. There were breakdowns. There were the two shorthanded goals against. Their power play wasn't good, yet they found a way to win. And this is a team that we've seen over the last number of years that when something bad happened, the game was over. They shrunk. And and it could happen five minutes into the first period, and you knew the game was over. And the next 55 minutes, you were just licking your wounds, trying to figure out how bad it's going to be. But tonight, they found a way. Now, yes, Connor, it was a lot of it was on the back of Connor McDavid, but he's a big part of this team. They're building their team around him, and that's what you want from him. So, uh, to me, there, there's so many positives that you can take out of this game going forward into to Friday's game against the Calgary Flames, which is going to be a better, a better Calgary team that night. They're going to they're going to respond, and the Oilers are going to have to be better. But I can tell you right now, the way this game went. This is a very happy dressing room that feels good about themselves, that gained a little bit of confidence, which can go a long way to a good start to the season. And we'll hear from the Oilers as we move along. We'll also go to the Calgary dressing room, courtesy of Challenge Insurance Group. Challenge creates opportunity. We provide solutions. The Oilers do win it 7-4. We're in the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Centre, overtime open line presented by the Canadian Brewhouse, and we will be back after the midnight news here on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. This is Overtime Open Line, brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. From the Terry Perenich Team Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Dish once more to Giordano, back to Gaudreau, loads, fire, save, Talbot, rebound, off the post, and the Oilers able to dig it out. Here's a shot, Giordano, into a crowd, battling for it, stuffing at it as Monaghan and Talbot's got it. 
Cam Talbot, the winning goaltender tonight. He winds up making 37 saves. The save of the game is courtesy of Armor Insurance. Protect your car, home, and business with Armor at armorinsurance.ca. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Really appreciate it. We'll get back to the phone lines right away, but we got to go and hear from the first star tonight, courtesy of GCL Diesel, serving oil country for 45 years with genuine parts at wholesale prices. Here's Connor McDavid. Yeah, I mean, we did some good stuff. Um, you know, I think uh, a few guys said in the interview now, um, you know, good on the offensive side, not so good on the defensive side, and it uh, actually starts on our power play and, and you know that just can't happen so anytime you're going to give up two, two shorthanded goals you're not usually going to win so um, you know, good job on us to, to find a way to win but you know, a lot of areas to improve on as well. No it didn't caught me off guard I actually thought it should have been a penalty shot he made the right call um, they have a clear-cut breakaway like that and and um, you, know, not, you get it knocked off your stick. It should be a penalty shot every time. So um, that was a good call, and, and um, you, know, you might get a different answer in the other room, but um, I think that's the way it's called. And, and um, you know, obviously uh, the penalty shot. Um, you know, I'm actually not very good on penalty shots or breakaways and stuff like that. I actually miss a lot more than I usually score. So just tried to mix it up and, and do something that um, I've never done before. There had to be just incredible anticipation going into tonight for the new arena, for the captain, you know, a whole new start here. I mean, what was it like, you know, kind of getting out there and then finally... Yeah, I mean, obviously the anticipation for this game was huge, and, and you know the fans were excited. You know, all the greats were in the building. Um, you know, it was an exciting night for for our whole organization, and, and um, it was a good good uh, good way to start it. Um, you know, kind of happy it's over. You know, I'll definitely take a lot of good memories from tonight and um, and move on with those. But you know, glad it's over. Um, we got to get back to the day-to-day -day routine, and, and um, you know, 82 games, we're at 81 now, so um, a lot more work to do. I know you're focused obviously on your game, but can you maybe just comment on a four-goal opening night from Austin Matthews? You know, from Team North America. Just your thoughts on that? <laughs> well, I think in my first game, I touched the puck four times, so um, <laughs> a little bit of different night for for us too in our opening nights, and um, you know, obviously unbelievable for him. Um, I'm not sure what happened. Uh, just seemed to explode, I guess. But um, you know, it's so good for him, and, and um, it's good for the fans of Toronto, and um, it's good for the, the overall game. So um, you know, nothing but good things to say about that. Thanks. Read that's Connor McDavid. Brendan Ulrich working in the Oilers dressing room tonight. McDavid, two goals and an assist. He has the game winner. Oilers beat the Flames 7-4. Hey, that is great for the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation because Booster Juice donates $25 for every Oilers goal all season long. $175 tonight, courtesy of Booster Juice, an oasis of freshness in a fast-paced world. Joanne at 780-496-0063. Hi, Joanne. How are you tonight? We're great. Good. Um, I was listening to that guy that was complaining and saying it was sloppy and whatever. This is the first game. And I don't think that uh, if they get sloppy too much or if they slow down or if they don't, I don't think Connor, Connor is going to let them because they're going to have to keep up with him. And I just think it was the most fantastic game I've seen. I was just just excited every minute of the, the game and I'm ready for the second one 
Well, it was a bit of a wild one like Rob and I were talking about. I, I mean, it was it, it was 2-1 five and a half minutes into the game. Was there anybody you liked tonight besides McDavid, Joanne? The defense. I was, I was just pumped. Because last year we we had so much trouble with the defense, and this year I noticed it right early in the game. Right on. Joanne, thanks for listening. Always good to hear from you, okay? That is Joanne at 780-496-0063. You know what? I'm going to make our adjustment of the game. Mm-hmm couple defensemen, the additions of Adam Larson and Chris Russell, courtesy of Alberta's chiropractors. Life is the roughest game of all. Feel better, move better, live better. With help from your chiropractor, visit albertachiro.com. Well, the one big thing that the Oilers management had to address in the offseason was trying to make the defense better. It, it just wasn't good enough last year, especially when an injury or two came into play. When they lost Oscar Clefbaum, they, it was just stopgap the rest of the way, trying to put band-aids on, on big gashes. And, and they went out, and it was, it was a, a big trade. It was trading a superstar away. But what we've seen in Adam Larson, it's a small sample size. It's exhibition game against a bunch of non-NHL players and then one NHL game. But what we've seen so far has been so good, so promising, that the Oilers now have a number one pairing that they can put out against anyone and feel safe. And, and then Russell, it just uh, a guy that they can, what did he play tonight, about 20 minutes tonight? He played. He had a couple assists. He was plus three. Now, we're not going to expect that out of him every game, but it's more depth. And when a player like Davidson goes down with an injury like he did tonight, you're able to not panic with guys when you look down the bench say, oh, no, where am I going to find some players? You can put Russell up for 20 minutes. He's a seasoned veteran, and he played very well. So the defense was strong tonight for the Edmonton Oilers. No update on Brandon Davidson. He left the game in the second period, so maybe we'll get more at practice well, I was going to say tomorrow, later on today. I think they uh, get on the ice at 12.30 here at Rogers Place. 780-496-0063. Hey, Sirius Gord is staying up late and calling in. Hey, Gord. <laughs> uh, good to talk to you guys again. Um, uh, can I just say kudos to Joanne for being so perceptive to think that defense was the highlight of the game tonight. And I have to echo that sentiment. It is such a relief to see a team that at least is passively good on defense and I saw Clefbaum make a slap shot, and I was trying to think back the last from the point, the last time I saw an Oilers defenseman take a slap shot um, from the point, and it's been a very long time. So uh, it's very refreshing in that regard. Um, but I got to ask you guys, you guys, uh, uh, certainly Rob and and, and Reed, uh, has there ever been a better first night mm-hmm. in Edmonton than tonight? Uh, oh, and for that matter, in Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. Austin Matthews got four goals. If people miss that you one, know, it was electric in both barns. I mean, this this is a, this is a tremendous event in hockey, frankly, and I'm sure that everybody in the, uh, in New York and Toronto is ecstatic about it. Um, but I just want to go big picture for a quick minute here. I'm so enthused about the fact. That I'm reminded of Frankenstein and uh, the doctor saying, it's alive, it's alive. Because it looks like finally, after, what, two decades, that we're actually seeing a real battle of Alberta shaping here that could go on for at least another uh, three to four years. And, and it's hard not to get excited about that. And I'm so looking forward to the uh, the home-and-home uh, home second game here in Calgary. Because you know that Calgary's not going to let this lie and we finally have a team in Edmonton that's prepared to get physical and be physical and, and initiate 
play and how long has that been since we've seen that um, and at the same time uh, as great as it was tonight and it may be one of the greatest nights in, uh, in Edmonton's uh, hockey history what happened in Toronto uh, makes me almost as encouraged because now I can look forward to watching the first game on Saturday <laughs> and actually might have an interest in watching it and how long has that been the case? Not been the case. Uh, and uh, I don't know if people. I've lived in I lived in Ontario for several years, and I know how big hockey is in the southern Ontario market. And what happened tonight, I think, was an uh, frankly an earthquake. Um, everybody has been talking about the Blue Jays all these past couple of weeks. I can guarantee you tomorrow, and even on Friday, the chief discussion will be about the Maple Leafs in, in that market. And that is a huge event, and it's been a long time coming. Toronto finally has a premier hockey player, uh, maybe the, one of the very best players they've ever had in their history. Uh, and as impressed as I was with uh, Austin Matthews, I was more impressed, frankly, with Mer- um, uh, not Merrick. Um, who's the other rookie just started for them? Marner. 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 Mitch Marner. I'll tell you what, man. That guy may be a better player than Austin Matthews. He has got talent to burn, and I think he's going to be a surprise as well. I'm so encouraged that we're now seeing a turning of the page, if you will, that we've got young players literally who have played you know, hardly any games, if at all, who are really going to drive the bus and entertain fans for, for years to come, and that's a great, great thing. And it's, you know, it's awesome. We've got a great barn to watch then, and we've, and we've got a, our, more than our fair share, frankly, of, of those stars to watch locally. Um, it's, it's, it's an awesome evening, man. It's, it's a great, uh, great uh, start to the year. Gord, it's great to hear from you, and it's not too Thanks, late buddy. for a glass of scotch before bed, okay? I've had a few already. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know, on a, on a couple of the points you said, uh, first about the, the Battle of Alberta, and I've, I've long said I want Calgary to be good. I don't want one team to dominate. I don't want the Calgary Flames to come in and, and to see a 9-1 game. I want Calgary to be good. I want Edmonton to be good. I want the games to mean something, but battling for playoff position, eventually battling for, for, for division leads, things like that. And the only way you can have a real battle of Alberta if both teams are good. And I believe the Calgary Flames have a, 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 on the makings of a good play. they got some fantastic young players in, in a Goudreau, in a Monaghan, in a Bennett, and, and now Kachuk. Those are good hockey players. they got leadership in the back end, in a Giordano. So I'm looking forward to... A, as he was talking about, long-term of these two getting back into having real games. And as when we look at the league, I mean, the Canadian players are just as much in the American teams as they are in the Canadian teams. But when the Canadian teams are doing well, when there's excitement yep. in, in Canada, it's good for hockey in Canada. We talk about baseball. I mean, what, what do the Blue Jays have? Two Canadian players on it, Saunders and, and the catcher. But, Martin. Uh, yeah, Martin. But it's our team because it's from Canada. And the excitement from that, if the Canadian teams start becoming relevant in the National Hockey League, not just the Montreal Canadiens, but if Toronto becomes good, if Winnipeg came back in the playoffs. I remember how much fun it was when they were in the playoffs a couple of years ago. It was so exciting, even as an Oilers fan. Now Calgary's hopefully trending upwards, and here we see the Edmonton others going in the right direction. I agree. I want all the Canadian teams. I'd love them all to be in the playoffs. How much more fun would that be come playoff time? And it's different when a Canadian team is here, even if it's, I mean, Ottawa, as I know, has been in the league a couple of 
decades now, but you wouldn't expect there to be a lot of Senators fans. But even when the Senators come, the new Jets come, there's more chanting, there's more visiting jerseys, there's there's a different energy. 780-496-0063. We want to bring Jamie onto the show. Jamie, how are you doing, man? Pretty good. How are you guys? Good. What's on your mind? Well, I just want to uh, say, you know, I got really excited when I saw McClellan put on that line. It was like the big boy line. There was Maroon, Dreisaitl, and Cassian. And I couldn't believe the forecheck. And the, and these guys were just using their their big bodies. And I just thought, wow, we are more, we're such a more diverse team so far. And uh, also, I wanted to say one more thing. I was listening to Inside Sports last night. I heard Matt Henderson say about Pool GRV. And I'm not saying he was wrong or whatever, but, you know, you can't make sweeping conclusions about a player, right? Like, I saw him tonight just play play extremely well, quick shot, got the goal, had an assist, and fit right in and had a good forecheck as well. And I thought, you know, you, you got to give players a chance to prove themselves. So I'll let you guys take over. Jamie, you're going to stay on the line. And first of all, thank you for listening to Inside Sports. You should do that all the time. Uh, <laughs> do, you're going to you're going you're gonna to finish the play with us. If you are correct here, you uh, will get your name in a grand prize draw for a thousand bucks to Integra Tire. Visit Integra Tire Auto Center to experience service you can trust. Integra Tire Experience Integrity. Let's see what Kellen Kennedy has cooked up. A steal by Grossman at center. Walks in. Waits. Dishes. And that's turned over. And here comes Edmonton. Maybe a three-on-one. Tyler Pitlick over the line. Shoot. Shoots and scores or does not score? Definitely scores. Blocker side. A steal by Grossman at center. Walks in. Waits. Dishes. And that's turned over. And here comes Edmonton. Maybe a three-on-one. Tyler Pitlick over the line. Shoots. Scores. Yeah, that was uh, made it 2-1 at the time. The Oilers' second shot of the game in the first five and a half minutes, and they led it 2-1. They beat the Flames 7-4. Tell you what, we got to go into the Flames dressing room. Their head coach is Glenn Gullitson, courtesy of Challenge Insurance Group. Challenge creates opportunity. We provide solutions. It's night one, Glenn, but I guess what concerns you the most after what you saw tonight? Oh, I just I didn't think we were direct enough, and uh, we didn't... Uh, we didn't execute our game plan tonight here against them. And I thought early on with lots of turnovers and turnovers at the blue lines, which feeds their attack, which obviously you can see is, a, you know, it's a high end of the speed of their team. Is, and they, they like a lot of chances off the rush. And a lot of them we fed them. And uh, until we clean that up a little bit, we have to be more direct in our game. Tough one for your goaltender as well. You have no doubt, lots of faith that he'll bounce back, but uh, that is not the way he drew it up. No, I don't think it was the way any of us drew it up, and um, we all have uh, shared responsibility. But he's a veteran guy and he's a great goaltender, so I have no worries in that regard. And we all have to be better. What did you think of the call on the penalty shot? Yeah, I, I don't know. I was. I saw a little tugging going the other way and some sticks and then it went back that way and then there was a, a little poke on the penalty shot. I didn't see it during the, the play. If you look at it on the replay, it's, I don't know, it's their call. I mean, we can't, can't go back. Uh, shouldn't, uh, shouldn't have been in that situation with the turnover we had. 
what to, and you know you have two days. I know that's not a lot of time, but what needs to change for Friday? Oh, our, our directness. I mean, uh, we talked today about not getting into a track meet, and today that's a track meet, and uh, we're gonna have to learn to be more direct. Uh, when I say direct, we're gonna have to just get pucks to the net, drive pucks in deep, and we we had a lot of plays at the blue line today that fed their attack, and uh, we got to clean that out of our game. Scott Johnson work in the Flames dressing room. That is Glenn Gullitson. His career behind the Flames bench starts with a 7-4 loss to your Edmonton Oilers. Plenty more to come. The Canadian Brewhouse overtime open line from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Centre. Dwayne and Jason are up next on the open line. You're also going to hear from Oilers head coach Todd McClellan and Patrick Maroon, who scored the historic first goal at Rogers Place. Live from the Terry Perenich Team Broadcast Center, this is Overtime Open Line. Brought to you by the Canadian Brew House on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Perwans and fires and backdoor score! A backhander off the boards and Connor McDavid has put Edmonton back in front 4-3. We talked about the live dashers. McDavid knew it, played the angle beautifully and banked in a backhander off the prostrate Calgary netminder. The first of two for McDavid tonight. The other one was on a penalty shot, just 2-16 after that one. And the Oilers go on to roll past the Calgary Flames 7-4 in the season opener at Rogers Place. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. We're going to get to head coach Todd McClellan in a couple of minutes here. But at 780-496-0063, we have Dwayne standing by. Hey, Dwayne, thanks for calling. Hey, how's it going, guys? You know, oh, very good. Uh, you know what, my favorite part about tonight, well, other than I was at the game and at the barn and the whole show blew me away at the start, all the lights and all that, it's pretty cool. But, you know, Lucic stepping up when, uh, I forget which Calgary player it was, he didn't even hesitate. He stood up and he, you know, he took a couple of punches in the face, but he gave away more than he took. And he put the whole league on notice that, you better give McDavid some space or you're dealing with him. And how heavy Maroon plays tonight and how heavy Cassian plays tonight, is, that is what we've needed forever. Well, you're right. There's, and you, you, um, Lucic talked about it when he when he signed here. And you can go around the league. The Edmonton Oilers have not been a hard team to play against. They may outskill you over the years but they're not going to outwork you, out-hit you. They're not going to be physical. And it wasn't a scary place coming into to Rexall. And Peter Shrelly wanted to address that. And he started yeah. addressing it last year by bringing in a Cassian, by bringing in a Maroon, and then obviously a huge stamp on it with Lucic in the offseason. Lucic, I, if, there, if you could have gone to Vegas today and put money on the fact that Lucic was going to fight <laughs> in tonight's game, he was waiting for the opportunity. If someone was to go after or hit or look at McDavid wrong, he ha- wanted to set the tone for his teammates, and he also wanted to set the tone for the rest of the league that Connor McDavid is a superstar here and is going to be treated like a superstar by the opposition so you knew he was looking for it and when he had the opportunity he went after a big boy and good on him and there there was good parts of Milan's game today there was parts that he wants to be better at oh, but well, the fact he missed, that he, he missed two point blank yes. I mean, you yeah. know whatever but that that can be attributed to listen you're playing with the fastest guy in the league 
you, you gotta you gotta figure that stuff out. And he yeah. will. But and, no, but he's a team he's a team player, and that's why they got him for for his leadership, and he showed it early in this game. And you know the defense was pretty impressive. I mean, yeah, they kind of had a couple of hiccups, but it wasn't so glaring as it was. Oh, how many years in a row have we been watching them fail night after night after night? I mean, you know, at least they didn't give up tonight. And you know, Sekiro is good. Uh, the new guy, uh, number four, I can't remember his Russell. name right now. Yeah, Russell. I was very impressed with him. You know, even Nurse had a pretty good game. You know, it uh, it was a good team game tonight. And like you said before, they didn't wilt like a flower when they got into some trouble. And yeah, McDavid uh, did a lot of the work, but he wouldn't have been able to do all that work if he didn't have the room. Yeah, very fair call, Dwayne. Thanks for listening, buddy. Yeah, have a good night. 780-496-0063. We'll get to Jason next, but we want to go back downstairs into the newly unveiled Oilers Hall of Fame room, which is also where head coach Todd McClellan is doing his post-game news conference. This is different. But you missed the old spot. Yeah. Yeah, he was uh, he was tremendous tonight, uh, as he's been since we went to the World Cup. And uh, you need that type of night from your captain, um, especially opening up a new building where there's some excitement and a little little bit of jitters. Uh, but for a, a 19, 20-year-old to settle you down like that, that's remarkable. And credit to him and, and to the, the followers for following him. Um, wasn't a Picasso by any means, but uh, we got the win, and that's what's important. just Connor we want to take care of each other it's not just about one individual and it happened to be Connor um, you know whether it was a liberty or not uh, Milan thought it was time to uh, to stick up for a teammate and he did what uh, what he needs to do and, and there's others on our team now that can do that uh, I don't think there's a, uh, a push around factor that exists we're, we're well equipped to uh, to play the game anyway I think any team wants to play it and uh, that's that's a good thing for us We're coaches. We critique it. Uh, we're happy that uh, that we got the win, but that was sloppy. It was sloppy in a lot of areas. I didn't like our our face-off performance at all. Uh, I think we were four for 20 in, in special team situations. All of those draws are important areas. They're not neutral zone draws, so that has to get better. The power play got sloppy. We didn't sense danger. We uh, when we gave up the puck, it was going to be somebody else's problem, and um, I don't see it that way. I think it's five players' problem, not not one or two guys that are back. Um, you know, so that has to get better. Um, you know, we uh, our penalty kill was good there until the end. Uh, there wasn't much we could do on that. It was a one-timer, but uh, the face-off circle again made a huge, huge difference in the game tonight. I thought, and. Um, but there's, there's some areas, there's a lot of areas of our game that we're going to have to improve on. But when you're not playing your, your best, it's nice to win. I know these games are always heated, but what we're seeing here now, sort of the rebirth of the Battle of Alberta, I mean, 
lot of times you need some pushback from both sides to make a rivalry compelling. The Flames have won fairly out of these last three games or so. Well, we talked about this this morning a little bit, and, and it. Uh, the Battle of Alberta is huge. It means a lot to both the communities and to the province. Um, its its uh, sizzle has, has diminished a little bit lately because both teams haven't been uh, where they need to be um, in the playoff hunt and, and potential matchup in the playoffs. Um, we both have work to do. Calgary has work to do. We have work to do to, to rekindle that rivalry. But when the two teams meet, now it's always a special night, and uh, going back to Calgary, we'll have our hands full. It'll be a tough place to play their home opener, and we'll have to be much better than we were tonight. There was a lot of distractions going on there with the rain, captain, players. Do you recall the game with so many things coming at you that you weren't just Um, I'm trying to think. You're right. There was a lot of things. You know, home opener. New captain, uh, this facility, the, the arena, um, Wayne's announcement, uh, even Austin Matthews scoring four goals. It, it was different. Like guys were watching the game and they were talking about it. It was a, it was a different night. And, uh, you know, we found a way to get through it. Um, it was an exciting night. We opened up the building the right way. Uh, but we're not kidding ourselves. We got, we got a lot of work to do to clean up a lot of areas. Well, it's it's always a positive to win, and when you're not when you're not your best, and it's hard to you know players are listening, and the coaches say is is hard on them. They just scored seven goals and won a game at home. You think that's pretty good, but um, we're going to push our players. We want to push our players to become uh, um, elite and become sharp every shift, and. Um, it's sometimes easier to do that when you win. To answer your question, um, I thought last year we began to develop that, uh, I think I used the words, don't fold your hand as quick. We, we began to develop those mental skills of, of staying in it longer. Um, they took the momentum away from us really quick with two shorthanded goals. We bounced right back, and your captain scores. Um, that's a sign of uh, mental toughness, and, and we'll need that. Um, it, it, it was nice to score those first two goals. Um, you know, if I'm on the bench and I was telling the guys, if I'm sitting here and those first two went in, it's a shooter's night. You want to be shoot? You get it? You're shooting it. We got it. We wanted to make a play for the next five or seven minutes, and and uh, we didn't get anything to the net for a little while. Yeah, but it was nice to score those two right off the bat. I think the first goal was was nice to get out of the way. Uh, they come right back down and score, so that starts the the whole thing all over again. But um, it uh, it was a different night. It was a night that we can evaluate and improve on. I think if I could hear you right, Jonesy, anything that I saw with Connor behind the scenes that was unusual or different with him being the leader? Uh, no, he was in his skin. Uh, we don't want him going outside or, or changing his character. Uh, he was Connor. He was the leader. He, uh, you know, he had a little fire in his eyes, which was good, and um, he played the way he needs to play, and everybody followed him. 
Um, maybe, I don't know. I couldn't answer that. That is Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. Edmonton winning 7-4 over Calgary tonight. He referenced he wasn't happy with the face-offs. The Oilers won only 40% of the draws. Ryan Nugent Hopkins went 18%. Leon Dreisaitl went 33 McDavid, 47%. Latestu, 64%. So a tough night for Leon and Nugent Hopkins in the circle. 780-496-0063. We have Jason on the line. Hey, Jason, thanks for waiting through Todd McClellan there. How are you doing? Hey guys, how's it going with you guys? Good. Uh, so uh, I was gonna say um, that's I'll take that for the first game of the year for sure. Uh, I obviously, other than our captain who's from a different planet, I really was impressed with Maroon and Cassie in the game tonight. I think Nuge and Drysaddle need to step up more. They need to do more because they were pretty quiet today. And as you just mentioned, the face-off thing was not good. But how nice is it to see after all these years our defensemen actually play like NHL defensemen? And the guy I've noticed, obviously, the last game and this game now is Chris Russell coming in, how calm he is with the puck and poised he is and making the right play to move the puck quickly out of our zone and uh, I like the way Larson played around our net making sure that guys didn't take extra shots at Talbot making sure he cleared guys pushed guys cross-checked them as soon as they're around the net and uh, liking seeing Clefbaum back in the lineup so you know it's like McClellan just said there's lots of work to do but it's nice to see our defense actually be a legitimate or close to legitimate NHL defense for a, you know first time in a long time. No, we talked about it a lot tonight. The defense was good. It's a step up, and I think it starts with getting Oscar Clefbaum back and healthy. He uh, he was the Oilers' best defenseman when he was healthy last year. When he went down with an injury, it was a huge loss. And then you look at the the two additions. Russell played well. Larson was excellent. And, and Larson's going to be a guy that they're going to count on him to play big minutes against good hockey players. Did and you guys uh, hear anything then about Davidson from? And like I know McClellan didn't address it in his. No, we didn't get game. we didn't get an update. I, I guess uh, I guess he he wasn't asked. I haven't seen anything on Twitter, so we may have to wait until practice unfortunately Jason I, I, I will say this Jason just a slightly coming in from a different angle I, Nugent Hopkins quiet I would agree you hope for a little more from him I actually thought Leon had a pretty good game yep. I, I thought he protected the puck very well along well, the other boards. than the giveaway on the power play though uh, that, those were Lucic. Or the, no, 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 the giveaway. I, he's, he's the one who passed it at center ice. No, it's center ice. So I think I thought it was Leon. Yeah. No, I, it was, no, that was Leon that passed it. Oh, I, I, wrote, I wrote down yeah. Leon when I oh, made my, my fault. I thought it was Lucic. I wrote on down one. Leon yeah. when I made my notes. But if, if, yeah. if, if I'm a, fair, we're a long ways away. Yeah, but if, 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 you know, fair, fair point. He can't give the puck away no, like that. But absolutely I, but not. I mean, I mean I, I'll, let me put it this way, Jason. I'm encouraged by the way he's been playing down low. Fair enough. 
Yeah, yeah, and I, that one guy brought up the comment, like, when those three big guys were on the ice, like, it is true. Like, they couldn't actually get the puck off the cycle. So, uh, I mean, I think the Oilers finally have the pieces in place, and, uh, you know, I guess we're going to have to wait and see how the defense performs over more than just one game. But, I mean, I think, oh, yeah. like I said, watching Chris Russell out there, even the, the last preseason game, just how calm he was, and he never panics. He doesn't panic with the puck, whereas, obviously, we've seen that in previous years. Jason, thanks a lot for calling. It's great to hear from you. We are at 12.39, Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Parandish Team Broadcast Centre. Oilers win 7-4. You'll hear from one of the new guys, Milan Lucic, when we get back. This is Overtime Open Line, brought to you by the Canadian Brewhouse. From the Terry Parandish Team Broadcast Centre, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Pulley-Arvey, Flames unable to clear, Pulley-Arvey, a shot, score! Yes, a Pulley-Arvey with his first NHL goal in his debut! 6-3 Edmonton, power play goal for Pulley-Arvey! 7-4, the Oilers would win. Hey, that's fun for the big kid, eh, Rob? It was. You know, he had a, qu- a quiet night. You didn't notice him a whole lot. But the one thing that we saw in, in the preseason, and then we saw again tonight, when he has the puck on the stick, he gets it off quickly, and he gets it off hard. I mean, that's not a good goal on Elliott, but I think Elliott was surprised at how quickly that puck came at him. He's got a very quick snapshot. He scored one in the preseason was from a long-range bomb. Uh, so a confidence builder for him, a lot of pressure when you're a, a high draft pick coming in and, and you're known as an offensive player. It, it's tough if you, if you go a stretch with zeros beside your name on the score sheet. He came in, got, got his goal, and hopefully it'll get a little confidence going forward. Other goal scorers tonight for the Oilers, McDavid with two, Cassian, Maroon, Pitlick, and Eberle into an empty net. Milan Lucic making his Oilers debut tonight. Here he is. An 845 uh, puck drop is not really uh, ideal, but, you know, yeah, I mean, exactly. That's with the time change, yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, like I said earlier, as great as it was and as exciting as it was and with all the am- anticipation leading up to it and like I said how, how, how great of a night it was for the fans and, and I think they deserved it more than anyone you know it's kind of it's kind of nice that it's over now and we got the win and, and we can just focus on you know more just our game and playing hockey other than you know other than opening night you know and, and we don't have to answer those questions anymore so uh, now the focus comes back on, on what we need to improve our game and and uh, areas we, we need to get better at because, you know, we know Calgary is going to be a much, much better team on Friday night, and, and that's where our mindset has to be at moving forward. You rolled in here with the Kings and the Bruins a bunch of times and usually pushed over a smaller Edmonton team that really was not a playoff contender. Your teams always were. Like, to get a sense for the fans that they've got a team here maybe that's going to compete and, and push back and, how long have they been waiting for that here? They've been waiting a long time. Right? Yeah, I, I mean, and, and like I said, with them deserving this night, I think they deserve a team that's going to play hard every night and comes to the rink expecting to win, you know, night in, night out. And, uh, you know, that's something that they haven't had here for a while. I mean, I know the building's been full, but I think uh, the fans even come in with a mindset to that you know their team is going to lose and they're almost you know excited to see what what guys on other t- other teams are going to do so 
Uh, I'm sure they want. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure they want, and 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 I know that they deserve to to be proud of their team. You know, it's it's a team with a lot of history and a team that has had you know some of the greatest players of all time uh, come through here. So you know, it's you know, like I said, it's just something. I think that they deserve more than anything is a team that's going to compete hard and you know we're not always going to win but we're going to give ourselves the best chance to win night in night out and uh, you know we know that they're going to have our back if we uh, if we just put the effort in so uh, that's that's a good feeling to have as a player and uh, hopefully uh, this year we don't we don't let them down. Perfect. Yeah. Just quickly on your first battle of Alberta you got in a fight as well did you feel like you needed to send a message early and, and set the tone there? Yeah it's just I think it was just nice to get out there and get those first game jitters out and, uh, and most importantly come up with a big win and, and you know I've been a part of some special rivalries and this is another one that I get to be a part of which is which is another you know really big one around the league and uh, and, and I'm happy it went our way uh, for opening night but saying all that we know it's going to be a much tougher test heading into Calgary for our, my second taste of the Battle of Alberta. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to that. Thanks, Mom. Is that from Reed, that's Milan Lucic. Thanks, Brendan. Rob, you referenced it. People have called in about it and said it on the text line. Certainly an up-and-down game for Lucic. Mm-hmm. But I do think talking about the don't-fold-your-hand mentality, the calm, calmness, being resilient, whatever you want to call it, as much as you hope Lucic produces goals, assists, and the odd fights, I think that mindset, having played for teams that have gone deep into the playoffs, I think that's something that it's hoped he'll be able to contribute as well. Well, I think the intangibles are a big reason he's here. I don't think they got him thinking, okay, he's going to be a 50-goal scorer because he never has been. He scored 30 once in his NHL career. He's had three other 20-goal seasons. But it's the other parts of the game that it set him apart, why he was... Uh, why everybody this summer was trying to sign him, offering him the big money, because they know that he he leads in so many different ways. And we saw that tonight when uh, Connor McDavid got hit into the boards and a little extra push, and there there he is dropping the glove. So this is a, a, a team that has a number of young players, a lot of players that are inexperienced when it comes to playing in big NHL hockey games. They knew that they were going to name Connor McDavid the captain, so you have a very young captain, youngest in the history of the league. He needs someone to rely on. Now, you've got uh, an Eberle here who, who he can give a little bit of guidance, and you got some other players like a Nugent Hopkins, but they're still young players that have yet to find success as a team in the NHL. They needed somebody that could stand in the dressing room beside Connor McDavid and help him along. And they went and got a Stanley Cup champion who leads by example both on and off the ice and as Peter Shirelli's talked about a number of times is a good person and they put that around Connor McDavid for to help Connor McDavid ru- uh, learn his role as a captain of this team. The Oilers outscore the Flames 7-4 when we get back you'll hear from a guy who had a tough night in net for Calgary Brian Elliott it's Canadian Brewhouse overtime open line from the Terry Peranich team broadcast center. Live from the Terry Perenich Team Broadcast Center, this is Overtime Open Line. Brought to you by the Canadian Brew House on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Oilers win it 7-4 over the Calgary Flames. Let's hear from Flames goaltender Brian Elliott. Not the way you drew, drew it up. Not the way anybody wanted it to go. Just a, a thought from, from your vantage point tonight. Yeah, uh, it's kind of... 
one of those things what uh, could go wrong did go wrong and um, yeah it's not the way you want to start the season uh, doesn't matter you know new team new coaches doesn't matter uh, anything you don't want to start a season like that but um, good thing is we got these guys uh, back at home and um, you know get uh, back to the drawing board and and we'll uh, we'll get a win at home Ryan, what's the, I guess, what's next portion? Obviously, we know there's a game Friday, but for you personally, you just forget about it, you study it. How do you, I guess, digest this one? Oh, yeah, just uh, watch it uh, in detail and then, um, yeah, learn from it and move on. I mean, it's it's no different than any other game. It must be disappointing, too. You work so hard through all of camp and then to have this on opening night. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's disappointing, but you can't get hung up on it. You know, it's uh, it's uh, one game, and um, you know we had we were a little scrambly out there at times, and uh, kind of gave them what they uh, what they got. So um, it's, we clean up those things, and we'll be all right. Was there a chance to hit the reset button when the game got tied up? Um, yeah, and then they you know they came right back. So that's on uh, that's on me. I gotta you know come up with a couple saves there, and then uh, we move on. But um, you know, it didn't happen tonight. Scott Johnson work on the Flames dressing room. Now, it didn't take long for the Oilers to christen Rogers' place with the goal. Their first shot a minute 10 in, courtesy of Patrick Maroon. First place, how does that feel? I guess it feels good. Everyone's makes it a, makes, making a big deal of it, but, you know, it feels good just to get on the board. You know, we needed, we talked about a, getting a start for our team and getting on the board first and trying to ride it. Um, did it cross your mind at all that that was the first ever goal here? No, it didn't actually. I was just, you know, I'm lucky it actually hit me, you know. I was just going to the front of the net, and Leon threw the puck to the net, and I think it hit off my shin pad or my my uh, pants. But, you know, I was just trying to get to the dirty areas. But, you know, I guess it's the first goal ever in Rogers' place. That's pretty special for me, I guess. Just with all the buildup and excitement, nice to, to come out with a win? Yeah, absolutely. I think... Uh, you know, we got a W, and obviously, win's a win right now. And, uh, you know, there's a few things that we need to clean up on. And uh, But moving forward, you know, we got a W, and we just got to keep moving forward right now. Do you get to keep that puck, or is that going to go in the hall over there? I don't know if I'm going to get to keep that puck. I mean, that would be pretty cool. But if it, it goes over across the hall, it goes across the hall. But, you know, obviously, it's a special moment for me for I scoring the first goal ever in the Rogers place. But, you know, I'm just glad our team came together and bounced back and, and got, got a W tonight. Reed, that's Patrick Maroon. Thank you, Brendan. And the Oilers would use that goal by Maroon to propel themselves to a 7-4 victory over the Calgary Flames. So they start the season 1-0, and they win their home opener for the first time in five tries. They had a four-game losing streak in their home openers. All right, so the Oilers now practice tomorrow. The home-and-home against the Calgary Flames concludes on Friday. We'll have it for you on 6.30, Jet. 5.30 for the face-off show. 7 o'clock for the drop of the puck. Stauffer has Oilers now at noon. I'll have inside sports at 6. I want to thank Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer, back at 6.30, Jet. Troy Bowler, our engineer here at Rogers Place. You can get more on the team, including the Gretzky announcement today on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. Overtime Open Line is presented by the Canadian Brew House. It's been coming to you from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Centre. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Oilers 7, Flames 4. Thanks for listening. Have a great night.